Thanks for joining Bus Talk and welcome to this episode. Bus Talk is a podcast about your life at work and everything that surrounds it. You know, the summary of most careers, if you have spent 2-3 decades working, will be that life is about opposites. When you had a desk job, you wanted a field job so that you can travel around. And then when you landed a field job, you were praying for a desk job. Likewise, when you were working for a unknown small little company you wanted to work for a brand big brand tier 1 company and then when you did get a job at a tier 1 company in a big brand you missed working with the freedom that you had in the smaller company so in this episode let's discuss what is more important is the role more important or is the brand more important for your job and career and so how do we do that Number 1 we discuss about the pros and cons of working in a small company then we discuss the pros and cons of working in a larger company the goal here is not to tilt on one side of the argument that is it better working in a smaller company is it better working in a larger company that's not the aim or the goal of this discussion the real goal of this is to demystify clarify simplify if you will some of the preconceived notion that many people have about working in these different environments and of course this is out of my experience and this may may not hold true for you but at least it gives you a neutral perspective to decide what works best for you and then with this information you choose what you like what you dislike what you want to take away from this or what do you want to discard that's your call but my job is to lay the cards on the table as neutrally as objectively as possible and then you take a or then you make an informed decision about which environment suits your skill sets better okay let's begin with the smaller company description the pros and cons of it let's define what a small company is essentially a company which has less than 100 employees less than 50 employees more ideally but yes 0 to 100 would be a good space what are the pros of working in such companies understand very clearly that the freedom that you get to wear multiple hats and try out different things is the biggest advantage of working in startup smaller organizations emerging organizations you have direct access to the ceo cto president whatever the or the owner as the case might be so the information travels faster it does not need to go through multiple processes and protocols and stuff like that you cut to the chase and come to the point real quick and so a lot more stuff gets done and you will enjoy that you will enjoy the freedom flexibility that you get with that working with a seasoned ceo for example in classic cases of startups you know some of these executives have worked in large tier 1 organizations and have a varied global exposure and they reach in you know, the highest levels of those organizations then they go on to make their own startups in many cases so you getting access directly to senior executives or senior leadership is a privilege it's a knowledge curve that you cannot imagine how powerful that can be why the same thing in a largeish organization will be 
almost next to impossible. For example, you are a team lead in a large organization and the highest level in that department is say perhaps the vice president. But the distance between or the gap between you and the vice president is probably seven layers or five layers. So for you to have access to the VP is highly unlikely. Might meet that person in a town hall or a sales kickoff or what have you, but regular mentorship, interaction, information exchange, highly unlikely. That is not the case in a boutique outfit. You get to talk to the owner, the founder, the creator, what have you, and they have a ton of experience. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in this position to launch their own company, isn't it? So they come with a lot of real world experience and that is priceless. So these are some of the main advantages of working in a boutique company. On the flip side, the disadvantages of working in a boutique or a small organization, clearly the paucity of funds. There isn't a luxury of experimenting and failing. Almost everything is desperate need to succeed. Time is of the essence and effectivity output results are key because if you fail then it has a large impact on the company if people leave midway and go it disrupts the company's flow business flow business continuity processes get blocked and stopped because it is so heavily people dependent in fact that's another positive if you ask me that you know there's so much dependence on you that you are the important one which is not the case in larger one you are just one amongst many but let's stick to the negatives of working in a smaller organization so the flip side of being at the eye of the storm as as it were is that you face a lot of pressure there is a lot riding on you People are looking up to you to do your part and more. So you could do the hiring. You have probably have to do the onboarding. You have to deliver your part of the job. You have to probably help in finance. You have to probably do the marketing yourself. Everything. You get the drift. And so that gets a bit overwhelming. It, it kind of confuses you from time to time. That what is your core competency? What is it that you want to specialize in? Because careers will pay you money for your specialization more than your generalization. I mean, make no mistake, most executive management in large organizations are general leaders, but they do have a component, but they do have a component of specialization along their careers. So you tend to think about it. You can think, yeah, the organization is a specialist organization focusing on, say, fintech, for example, or edtech or what have you. That's a vertical driven organization so there is a degree of specialization however as a role you might not have one straight specialization other than one single part you have to do multiple other smaller parts so that does take a toll whether you like it or not on the monetary part you feel the pinch sometimes salaries are delayed you do not get salaries on time they say it starts well, oftentimes, first of the month or 30th of, of the month, and then slowly it goes to fifth of the month, sometimes you skip, and so on and so forth. You always, in most cases, you join well below the market rate because you are promised ESOPs, as in stock options, the future is bright. Many a times we have seen that that never gets vested and essentially 
paper money it's it's cloud money i no pun intended it's not tangible money in your hand it's like a future thing as and when it succeeds and yeah if you happen to be part of that unicorn and then stay for 5 years and then vest those stocks god bless you but usually 8 on 10 times 9 on 10 times that does not happen likewise lot of these emerging companies put very stiff targets if uh, variable to fixed to variable mix is very stiff they will do a 60 40 or 50 50 in many cases so like you earn i mean you sell you earn more i mean that's the pitch that you will get the sky is the limit in that kind of conversation but essentially the market doesn't know you you just land up in say the bay area and say hey i am trying to sell software instead of say the people saying who are you they're going to say why are you doing this there are 50000 other companies doing exactly what you're doing and 100000 other people doing exactly what you're doing why should we talk to you and so it's a hard sell it's a tough it's a red ocean battle which you fight a lot and so it's incredibly difficult to make your variable income in the year 1 or year 2 and seldom or rarely will you get a chance to get the whole ctc you know ctc is fixed plus variable you can kiss your variable goodbye unless you do some magic and stuff like that but yeah that's the risk part of it let's talk about the pros or the advantages of working in a large organization tier 1 big company defined as more than 10000 people 50 offices around the world and so on and so forth you get the drift the biggest advantage is consistency it's not a organization which will fluctuate up and down or if even if it does it doesn't really come down to your level unless you join at a very senior executive leadership if you are at the mid management say join as a manager senior manager team lead or even a rep it doesn't really matter how the overall company is doing unless of course it does dramatically or drastically bad or gets acquired but if that is not the case the advantages are plenty the consistency means that you get your salary on time every single time 29th of the month or 30th of the month come hail winter sunshine you do not miss out on that and that kind of helps you plan your life expenses your happiness little better next there are processes there are various protocols in place things get done there is accountability there is transparency that who is doing what and if there is a choke point it is easily identifiable now going back to our examples on working in a smaller company this is exactly what is missing because it's so much everyone everywhere all at once and so it becomes so difficult to find and identify a single choke point and therefore problems never get resolved and if it works well then you will be surprised how peaceful your life how easy your life becomes because somebody is responsible accountable to deliver the results be it setting up your laptop tech support be it any other difficulty that you might have in working or executing your job easily and smoothly there is someone to take care of it that's a big relief the other benefit or advantage is outside work so when you are associated or work for a large tier 1 branded organization everybody knows about it right and so your fa- friends family have reflected glory of it in fact those who move to newer cities find accommodation very easily when they let 
the tenant then they let the owner know that they, you work for a branded tier one company so there is a level of confidence and they also land up paying a little more rent <laughs> that's a disadvantage but uh, you, it life becomes a little easier whether it is get, securing a loan from a bank whether you want to you know it's the, the name the weight of the brand is behind you and so lot of reflected glory accrues to people around you and indirectly to you as well you might even get invited to speak at places if you see the timeline on on linkedin like most of the speakers get invited not just because they have good content but also more importantly where they come from senior leadership having worked in large organizations they tend to be more easily heard if you will so your visibility quotient goes up and you get seen a lot more and heard a lot more than probably when you are in a smaller organization and then of course your next job becomes a little easier like it's always n plus one right you get the immediate job because of your previous job and so when you are associated with a larger organization getting hold of a similar organization is slightly more easier because recruiters are instructed to hire people from tier one organizations why because the background verification check is done and they know that if this person is hired and survived in this tier one organization which is very rigorous and thorough and everything chances are that the person is really very good and could be a good fit for a similar organization similar culture similar work style that they had to offer so it's like a selection criteria and therefore if you see some of the recruitment uh, notes hire only from iit iim that's another discriminatory thing but yes uh, people say that or hire from say Oracle, Intel, Cisco, Dell, Amazon, SAP, Microsoft, you know, th these are on the tech hiring, right? So people tend to say, oh, if you worked in all of these companies, then you, we assume that you ultimately are of a certain standard. And there's nothing wrong thinking like that. But sometimes the disadvantage being that you don't really know the real person who probably might not be working in a big company, but has super talent you would miss out on that talent, right? And a lot of these people who are currently in large organization also in their previous past would have worked in smaller organizations. And there are those who have, as they call pedigree, for lack of a better expression, who've you know had this gold run, as it were, always better than the previous organization or previous position. And, and so they are the most sought after. And there's nothing right or wrong about it. It's how it is and clearly, those are the advantages of revolving in and around a branded tier one environment. Now, let's turn to the disadvantages or the negative effects of being part of such large organizations. So large organizations culturally are very heavy on legacy. So you join this organization, it's already running, they're not really dying to have you on board. It's you who wants to be part of that juggernaut rather than they wanting you. Of course, this is not applicable to very niche skill sets, people who have very specific targeted skill sets which are not easily available in the market and you could be the one sought after. But that is like less than 5% or 2% of the entire hiring. Most of them 
most of the hiring is you know plenty of talent is abundantly available more so in, in cases like india for example a top tier organization floating a job requirement for say a manager you will anyways anywhere between 1500 to 2000 applications for that one role so there's clearly multiple options available for them so the onus is clearly on you so getting in through those rigorous interview rounds itself is very tough unless you know somebody or you understand the process well it's incredibly difficult clearly if you are coming from a smaller organization and have zero exposure to how large organizations work you will struggle you will struggle big time for at least the first 6 months 8 months or a year because adapting to the high pace high pressure complex environment is not everyone's cup of tea people get overwhelmed they get burnt out they get confused and oh, here's here's the math and it's a theory you can say but hear me out indulge me if you will most large organizations pay a little higher salary for the same level than perhaps other smaller organization give an example if you are a sales manager with 10 years of work experience you work in a smaller company chances are your ctc will be 14 lakhs 15 lakhs or thereabouts inr but at a if you are a sales manager with 10 years experience hired at any of the tier 1 or big tech organizations or big four organizations that ctc will be in the vicinity of 25 30 lakhs clearly much higher than the smaller organization now there is a catch in between why because the work that comes along with that job is way much higher than what you were probably bargaining for in a smaller organization i'll explain that some of these large organizations instead of hiring two people or three people for the role they hire one person for that role and pay say one and a half so if they had to hire three sales managers say 20 lakhs 20 lakhs 20 lakhs that would be 60 lakhs instead of doing that they hire one person and perhaps pay 30 35 lakhs so that person knows that he or she is getting much more than they would in smaller organizations or other organizations so they are attracted but in the process the company saves money by not hiring three people because three people is just not 20 lakhs as the ctc it's 20 lakhs into 1.5 which is the loaded cost that is the actual full blown cost to the company there is cost of ctc which they pay to you fixed and variable there is a cost of maintaining you at that workplace the office the desktop the phone the infrastructure the everything the lighting the electric somebody is paying for it you are costing the company money clearly that has to get recovered somewhere so organizations play this smartly instead of spending 60 lakhs hiring three people probably pay 30 lakhs and hire one person who will stretch and deliver for two people or three people even if that person does not say he delivers or she delivers 70% or 80% of the output of three people it's still a good deal now what that does to you is it totally saddles you with a lot of work it is almost 
unanimous if you ask any of the tier one set of people who've worked there for four years, five years, they will tell you that it is stressful. They will tell you there is politics. They will tell you it is incredibly difficult to survive. It is incredibly difficult to thrive. In fact, somebody once made a very interesting comment to me. He said, in life or in career, till such time you are at a position of no consequence to anybody. You don't earn as much and you don't impact anybody's life as much. You could be in a much happier place. It'll be really, it'll be a smooth run. But the moment you get into a position of consequence where your success will directly impact somebody else or leave another person bereft of an opportunity, then everybody wakes up and tries to find what are you doing? Are you doing well? Are you making a mistake? Are you getting overwhelmed by doing so? And is there a way they can do better than you? And so this constant pressure, there isn't, I'm yet to come across people who have traveled all through the corporate journey and come out saying, oh, I had a walk in the park. It was so easy. I guess the reality of the matter is there isn't a job in this whole wide world which pays you a ton of money and is a walk in the park. Sorry, could you say that again? My apologies. <laughs> that was Siri listening to my podcast. Yeah, so I'll not edit that out just so that you know devices listen to you. The reality is there isn't a job which will pay you a lot of money and may give you a very easy pressureless job. It's, it does not exist. It will be complex. You get paid for complexity. You get paid for lifting the load, heavy lifting. So th these are some of the realities that you need to bear in mind while you aspire to be part of a tier one organization. Arguably, you will be working with the top talent in the country. And with the top talent, it's a great thing. With top talent comes top trouble as well. Don't ignore that. Don't underestimate that. And you are expected to look a certain certain way, behave in a certain way, speak in a certain way. There are rules and regulations. It is very straight jacketed. You just can't randomly do what you feel like. If you want to change something, you cannot very easily. There is a way, there's a method, there's a process. Remember, these, these are also worthy advantages, but they also become the disadvantages because nothing gets done real quick. And you will have to realize that it's a 360 degree pressure that you are in the middle of. You have to manage upwards, you have to manage sidewards, and you have to manage downwards, clearly. That is a lot when there is so many eyes on what you're doing sitting in your cubicle, on your cabin, or in your space at work. And sometimes, as, a, as it happens, you get laid off. You have political shakedowns where companies flush out people every three years or four years or stuff like that happens which is completely beyond your control you could be the top performer you could be you know the best of the best and stuff gets done the reverse can also happen you could get sucked into a spiral where stakeholders take your happiness while despite you doing your job well because they just don't like you these things happen. It's a perception game. Perception becomes reality. You cannot fight every perception that is against you. So you clearly can't go out there and be Superman when everybody else is Clark Kent. Or if you want to put it the reverse way, you can't be a Clark Kent when everyone else is a Superman or a Wonder Woman, in all fairness. 
but i guess you get the drift right i won't belabor the point it is a complete different mindset energy that you need to succeed in a tier 1 organization do you have it in you does it come naturally to you is a question best answered by you it cannot be answered by consultation by people around you by your friends what's worked for them may not work for you so you are the best judge so make that assessment very carefully okay now that you heard both sides of the story the pros and cons of working in a smaller organization the pros and cons of working in a larger organization you sit back relax and think about your core competency what is it that you're good at now you can always come back and ask well i don't know what i'm good at unless i get exposed to it the response to that is absolutely go ahead be my guest get exposed to it but also have the courage to expect the repercussions of it what comes along with it be cognizant of that what is it that is expected of you if that works what happens if that does not work what happens spend some time thinking about that very important before you make a career decision finally it's a 30 year career i keep saying this again and again 30 year career how you start is not necessary how you will end divide your career into three parts decade 1 decade 2 decade 3 no experience will go waste hear that again no experience will go waste whether you worked in a smaller organization and succeeded or failed or if you have worked in a larger organization succeeded and failed no experience will go waste everything will boil down to your last decade which is work experience 20 to work experience 30 years 20 to 30 years of your work ex i mean people still work beyond 30 but i'm generally saying all of that knowledge will help you be more stronger in the final leg of your journey so it does not matter how you begin while it absolutely matters how you exit how you end it how you end your career That's all the time I had for this episode of Bus Talk. Hope you got some insights, hope you got some ideas, questions or doubts or comments or suggestions if you had any, you know where to reach me. My social media handles are Gyanban G Y A N B A N that is on Twitter and Facebook and or leave a voice message on the link below. It's on podpage.com/bustalk. And if you're still listening till the end, do leave a review review the content that you have heard it helps me understand where i can better my content where i can improve and what i could do better so that will be a great help if you can leave a review the links are there on both on apple and spotify so you can leave the reviews anywhere that suits you best until we meet again stay well stay safe get your a game to work This is your host Ian and you were listening to Bus Talk. Mm-hmm.